Welcome to Married by Design. Are you living a life of radiance? Are you allowing things in your life, in your heart, that will dim that light that Christ wants to shine through you? That's what we'll be looking at in this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast. We're looking at the role that the husband and wife have to play in encouraging each other to live the life of light and radiance. David wrote in Psalm 34 that those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Despite that all that he was going through and all that he faced, he believed that God would give him a radiance as he trusted him and looked to him. Your marriage is a key opportunity to be encouraged to live that life and to work through the issues that would keep you from living that life that God wants you to live. God has given you the perfect mate to help you see God's purposes for your life. Even in the midst of the struggles, your spouse is there to encourage you and hold you accountable. The marriage relationship surely is a relationship in which we are able to be the very best that we can be. And the reality is that we can all struggle at times in our faith and our walk with the Lord. We may face things or allow temptation in our life that would diminish our spiritual life and put us on a track of ambivalence and mediocrity. When we're alone, we can easily tolerate and excuse these things. But when you add a loving encourager to your life, things can change. We looked in the last episode at the work of the Holy Spirit in filling and controlling the believer. We are either controlled by alcohol, lust, or some other issue, or we are controlled by God's Holy Spirit. Yet Paul said in Ephesians 5 that we should not be controlled by drunkenness or wine, but controlled by God's Spirit. And the result of that controlling is that we will live a life of light and glory. We saw this picture in the Old Testament as the Lord filled His temple, and there was a glory seen on the temple because God had filled it. In the New Testament, Paul in 1 Corinthians says that we are God's temple and that God desires to fill us for His glory and He wants us to live that life of radiance. It's interesting in Ephesians 5, before the passage where Paul talks about being filled with the Spirit, that he points out the importance of purity and dealing with sin in our life. Right, nothing will rob us quicker of our light and radiance than allowing sin in our life. That's why Paul deals with that right before he talks about being filled with the Spirit. We're going to be looking at the earlier passage in Ephesians 5 and the challenge to think about whether we are living a life that God can use. And this is where our spouse is so incredible. They are the ones that will pray for us and should encourage us to pursue righteousness and a life that honors Him. Well, let me read that passage in Ephesians chapter 5 that we're going to be looking at today. This is starting in Ephesians 5 verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. 
For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. There's one part that really seems to stand out there. It says, Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and true and right. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Here, again, is yet another verse that indicates we are to be light in the Lord, and we should walk as children of the light. Paul defines that as meaning to walk as children of the light, to have the fruit of what is good and right and true. What a great way to stand out and be the radiance for the Lord. That it fits right in to the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Paul is challenging the people that he's writing to to be a light and a radiance. I notice that Paul repeatedly encourages them to see who they are. He says in verse 1 that they are to be imitators of God as beloved children. They are the ones who are loved by Christ, and the fact is that he gave himself up for them. Yeah, it says in verse 3 that they were saints. He says in verse 8 that they are light in the Lord. He also says that they are to walk as children of light. He was helping them to see that they have a new identity in Jesus Christ. Christ has died for their sins and cleansed them, and they have been adopted and are now children of God. And as children of God, they are to act as children of God. That's why he says they should be imitators of God. He said that sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness is not even to be named among them, as is proper for saints. He called them to put aside all filthiness, foolish talk, and crude joking. These things are out of place because of who they are were in Christ. He said that they were to not become partakers with all those evil things. For at one time, he says, you were in darkness, but now you're children of the light, or of the light. Walk as children of the light. But they are to instead take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead they are to expose them in verse 11. All the way through the passage, Paul is reminding them to understand who they are as children of God and how they should act because they are children of God. That's why he says that they are light in the Lord and they should walk as light. In verse 14, Paul writes, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That's a clear indication that the Christian should be awake and alert, not walking in failure, death, and sin, but allowing Christ to shine on them. This whole section is right before he writes about how they should be careful how they walk in verse 15 and to be filled with the Spirit. I think the overall point so far in Ephesians 5 is that for the Christian, he or she needs to understand who he or she is as a child of God. They're set apart and to live his or her life accordingly. This is done through the power of God's Spirit and according to God's leading. The result of this is that he or she will be a child of the light, having Christ shine on them, living a radiant life. Let's look at those points so that we can really apply them in our lives. And the first one is that we need to understand who we are as children of God. Do you recognize that you are now a child of God if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? You are no longer a slave to sin trapped in its grasp, doomed to repeat the same things over and over in your life. 
Does it mean that we're never going to sin again? No, but what should be happening is that we should be living more like the people that God has made us to be. And the problem we actually have in our faith is that we don't remember who we are. We don't think about what our identity is. Can you imagine a football player forgetting what team he's on? Maybe he is supposed to be an offensive line blocking and protecting the quarterback. If he forgets who he is, he may decide that he's going to turn around and tackle his own quarterback. It does sound a little bit ridiculous, doesn't it? But that's exactly what we do. I I remember watching a football game once in which one of the players, players got the ball and was so confused that they actually ran in the wrong direction. We forget who we are. The direction we're supposed to be going in is toward holiness. And if we forget that, we will do things that just don't make sense and are not part of what God has made us to be and intends us to be. That's right. The Christian can be very dim and and lack radiance because they're in a place where they allow sin in their lives. They accept some, some sin in their life that they think they will never overcome. They think they're just like everybody else in the world that makes wrong choices. We need to begin to see that we are to be set apart or holy. It's interesting in the Old Testament that God over and over encourages the Israelites to see that they are set apart people for his purposes. And Peter does the same thing in in 1 Peter 2 verses verses 9. Peter writes, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness, here it is again, into his marvelous light. There it is again, the light, the radiance. We need to get into our thinking that we are set apart and children of God. As a result, we should not be doing the same things that everybody else is doing. That's what it means to be holy. It's interesting in a few few verses later that Peter writes, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. And that's the second thing that Peter indicates we should do in order to be light. Peter talks about the identity of the believer, and then he goes right into their action. If the football player knows what team he is on, it's going to affect all the things that he does. If a husband really understands that he is called to be a husband under God, he will cherish and love his wife. And that's good. We need to know who we are. Once we know who we are, we can easily look at our life and see if our life is lining up with who we are. It's not that hard to do the evaluation because the ways that we come up short, we already know about. Yeah, Peter and Paul remind the Christians to look at their lifestyle, their choices, the things that they say and the things that they do. We know through the Word and through our conscience the ways that we come up short. The challenge is not seeing those things, but having the courage and faith to begin to live more according to who we are in Christ. If you have clearly in your mind who you are in Christ, the Spirit will reveal to you the areas that are dimming your light. You probably already know them. Once you know them, you can begin to take steps to take those things out of your heart and your life. This is where your spouse comes in. Confession and repentance are key to real change. And your spouse can help you through the process and hold you accountable to act like who you really are. In our series on reconciliation at the beginning, we 
went through the process of confession, of repentance, that leads to real change. We encourage you to take a look at those. Right. So for your homework, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to review as a couple verses that clearly define who you are as children of God. Maybe the two of you need to work on memorizing some of those verses. This will begin to get your mind in your mind clearly who you are and will begin to affect the things that you do and the choices that you make. And as we said, examine your own life and work with your spouse on turning the corner on some of these things and becoming the light that God wants you to be. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray, Lord, for each person that uh, is hearing this as well as for us. God, that you would help us to see the opportunity, the joy of being a light, a radiance in the world. So many people need to see the light of Jesus Christ, and they can see it in us. Father, I pray that you would help us to know who we are as children of God. And Lord, I pray that if there's somebody even listening now that has not committed their life to Christ, God, that they haven't turned from their sin and believe that Jesus Christ died for them, that this would be the moment right now that they do that, Lord. And they would give their life to you, Father. And I pray, God, that as children of God, that we would not only know who we are, but also that we would act as who we really are. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this week. Our desire is to reach out to couples and encourage them to enjoy life as God created uh, it to be enjoyed. Uh, Would you get the word out about this podcast? You can tell your friends, share it on Facebook, or just share this podcast episode right now. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to continue looking at the radiant life and the fact that our fellowship is important to help us to be a light in this dark world. We can't do it alone. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 